Keep God's word on your lips Meditate on it day and night Be careful to do what it says Then you will truly be successful Keep God's word on your lips Meditate on it day and night Be careful to do what it says Then you will truly be successful Day 48 of our 90 day challenge and the topic is act love walk We are now in the book of Micah, Micah, the sixth chapter, starting at the first verse. It says this. Listen to what the Lord says. Stand up, plead my case before the mountains. Let the hills hear what you have to say. Hear, you mountains, the Lord's accusations. Listen, you everlasting foundations of the earth, for the Lord has a case against his people. He is lodging a charge against Israel. My people, what have I done to you? How have I burdened you? Answer me. I brought you up out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. I sent Moses to lead you, also Aaron and Miriam. My people remember what Balak, king of Moab, plotted and what Balaam, son of Beor, answered. Remember your journey from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? And that ends our reading for today. Our worship thought title is Act, Love, Walk. A pastor friend opened up youth Bible study by reading Ephesians 6. His goal was to encourage the young people at his church to honor their parents. The sermon transformed many families and his phone did not stop ringing all week. Little did he know his own son was listening too. Days later, his son asked his father for a private meeting. The dad consented and the son walked in and closed the door. Oh boy, the father thought, this is going to be a serious one. As the father settled his mind to prepare for whatever dark secret his son was about to confess, a spirit of peace entered the room. The son pulled out a phone from his back pocket and said, Dad, your sermon really made me think. I, I know you'll be upset, but I must confess I have betrayed your trust. How so? asked the father. The son continued, remember when you took my phone? Well, I found it and decided to text friends behind your back. The son leaned his face into his own hands in shame and began to weep. Dad, I, I don't want to dishonor you anymore. Please forgive me. I am so sorry. Overwhelmed with guilt, the son began to sob uncontrollably. The pain in his heart was palpable. Tears turned into rivers, whimpers metamorphosed into loud belting cries. All the while, the father sat across his son thinking, just look at my face. The son couldn't see his dad's expression because he was so raptured by emotion. 
But on the father's face was the biggest smile the world had ever seen. On the father's face was a glance of understanding and care, approval and forgiveness, grace and mercy. His father's eyes watered in satisfaction as he looked at his son and saw his true heart. Before him stood a boy who desired to make right choices, and that's all that mattered to him. When I read Micah, I see a father who is looking at his son with joy. I see a son who is too ashamed to look back, and I see the beauty of reconciliation. In Micah's day, both Israel and Judah experienced an immense amount of economic growth. Things were going quite well. There was new wealth and new joy. There was long peace and long success. Both kingdoms hit a smooth sailing moment in their lives. And as a result, the rich started to expand their wealth to the detriment of the lower class. This is not anything new. Often when the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Often when the world is in recession, someone is in abundance. Micah was called in, however, to encourage the people to repent and turn back to God. In both Micah and our time, we often see how great wealth tends to create an even greater distance from God. Friends, don't let your surplus separate you from the Savior. Don't pray for God to bring you to a mountain and then forget about him when you get to the top. Those in power during Micah's day started to oppress the poor. They abused women and children. They disregarded God and thought that because they were powerful in their own eyes, they were above reproach. As I type these words, I can't help but see how similar our current day is in comparison to Micah's day. But Micah was a beacon of light, reminding us all that God's forgiveness is as bright as the ray of light. God is not a condescending principal waiting to suspend you from school. Instead, God hastens to forgive the child who rushes to him. God, God sees you begging for forgiveness and God will not hold or withhold his love from you. He doesn't hold love hostage. He doesn't make you jump through hoops to get to him. God isn't like humans who remember your sin and guilt you later. Instead, God forgives us. God is faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and all means all. Please don't forget, while you are drowning in the pool of your own guilt, to look at the Father's face. Condemnation brings shame, but there's grace on the Father's face. Once conviction hits your heart, you won't remain in that place forever. Why? Because there's grace, thank you, Jesus, on the Father's face. You are running back to the father. You are asking for help that qualifies you to be protected by the fine print written in Romans 8 and 1. There is now no condemnation to those who are in the Lord. You are not walking after or being controlled by the works of the flesh. You're chasing after God. You truly want to please him. So look at his face. Sometimes people rush to punish a deed without examining the heart that influenced it. Our hearts reveal our truth. If a guy runs to the hospital to ask for a Band-Aid, it won't help him. If we stand there pointing out where he's bleeding, just lead him to the physician. Look today, people beyond the guilt of your mistake. Look beyond the guilt of your mistake. And for once, pay attention to the father's face. The quicker you look up to the father, the soon you will see that God's love covers a multitude of sins. And for the radical worshiper. God has told us in his word what we must do today and every day. We must act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. Act, love, walk 
These are your marching orders. To act justly means to treat everyone equitably. Don't try to get over on people just because you can. They may never see it, but God sees all. To love mercy means to see the world through the lens of radical mercy. At its core, mercy is forgiveness. Mercy is a love that responds to a human need in an unexpected way. And finally, walk humbly. In other words, never leave the posture of a student. Learn to apologize quickly. Learn to appreciate others' contributions. Esteem others higher than yourself. No matter how high you go, remember that humility is a heart's posture. Each day I wake up, I am reminded of God's mercy. God didn't have to let me live. Each day he gives me another chance to get it right. Each day I have a clean slate and a fresh start. It's a new beginning. I have the opportunity to start again. I'm not going to agonize over spilled milk. I won't drown myself in thoughts like I should have prayed, I should have fasted, and all the other I should haves. I can't continue to wallow in the misery of missed moments. Instead, I will focus on fresh mercy. Each day, I have to make a decision to participate with God as he creates and crafts an amazing future for me and with me. I am grateful that God is faithful. I am grateful that God is faithful. I am so, so grateful that God is faithful. And for this, I am also hopeful. I remember being lost and hitting rock bottom, but God's love never gave up on me. I remember being overwhelmed and unfulfilled, but God's love never gave up on me. Isn't it a wonderful thing to know that God's love will never run out on you? He is merciful, kind, and loving. It does not matter what the previous day was about. We have another chance to get it right today. I want to pray for you. Before I do, your worship work is to act justly today. Identify a group that you can advocate for. Love mercy. Look at someone who might not get a second chance and give it to them because you are giving to yourself what you wish others gave you. And walk humbly. Remember that the lower you walk, the greater they see God in you. Let's pray. Mirror and master of mercy. Thank you for reminding me of your mercy. Thank you for reminding me that time and time again, your son, Jesus Christ, endured discomfort just to make sure I didn't fall. Even when I found myself sleepwalking into the arms of disobedience, thank you for keeping me from hurt, harm, and danger. Thank you for being the bumpers in my spiritual bowling alley, making sure I did not end up in the gutter. Thank you for moving me out of harm's way and for watching over me as I sleep. Today, I will look at your face and not at my fault. In Jesus' name, amen. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drink from always And let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide. The ransom for my life always my soul. You are good, you're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, yes, you are good, you're good, oh, 
It's not in your nature to fall apart or fail. It's not in your nature to let us down, and you never will. It's not in your nature to fail us or fall apart, end up in pieces. You're never gonna let us down. Somebody needs confidence this morning that he'll never let you down. He's been God a long time. He knows what he's doing. 
God. 